Is that reverb or is it tremolo? Let's see what the effect will be this week on Hapless Heroes. We're in a little bit of a quagmire here. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes podcast, everyone. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We will start this evening the way we've started them all since the very beginning as we start closing in on our endgame here. But let's not get out of ourselves. Let's start getting ahead in the uh, in the introductions instead. Starting on my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I have a plan. On his right, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, and also Dr. Dudu. Out of one hole and into another. <laughs> as the old saying goes. <laughs> to his right, we have Zach as Parrot of Lincoln Woods, and also occasionally Pregnart. Well, this is a great hole. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. You know, I normally go with stabbing, but blowing the hole wide open seems to have worked. And to her right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Gwen Southwind. Out one hole and into another. <laughs> Wait, that's what, but, the, oh, because you're Mike. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm still practicing. It's a famous quote. That is like. An, you're welcome, Fred. You're welcome. That is a well-known idiom in Tildura. Tildura. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, we, we've ruined this episode in record time, I think. This is great. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that we've, we've barely, you've, there's, there was one, I, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I know we've already ruined it, so we might as well just explain. There was one episode where I didn't even get a chance to say, and, and start introducing the cast before y'all just started talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that tracks. That sounds about right. So this is, this is up there. It's maybe top three, but it's certainly not number one. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. You were saying. Yeah, we're going to take our references, perhaps, potentially, possibly, and perchance away from the pornographic and onto the, um, I don't know, just on graph paper. So uh, the uh, party, at least the advanced scout of the party, is heading east towards this reverberation, this tremolotic tendency or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't actually know music words. Well... Yeah, and it wasn't the whole. It wasn't the whole party, to be clear, right? I remember. No, it, I was. No, it was I, Felix I just, scouting ahead. It was f- Slim Shady scouting ahead. Oh, Felix's body is staying very much safe next to Jarrell's. Yes, but Felix's mind and presence are traveling in the real Slim Shady, heading to the east. That is correct. Yeah, we could get into the philosophical argument of who you really are. Are you your body, or are you your mind? Or we could just say that Felix slash Slim is heading off to the east. And not terribly far, maybe about 150 feet, you reach an opening. What kind of opening, you might ask? Well, um, this, uh, I guess, um, sewer 
kind of comes out to the east and um, the water still sort of trails over into a nice round room that goes vertical up to uh, what appears to be some sort of, I don't know, dark blockage or something up above and down, down, down as far as the eye can see. There's a um, pathway that goes all the way around this uh, very large hole that's probably a good 250, 300 feet across. However large that, uh, you know, large pit opening in the middle of uh, Tarantus was that the ley line came out of. Oh. Since that was right under where the tower was placed. Interesting. But this is this. Okay. The circumference of this hole is nowhere near the large, like the, the size of the tower. Like this is not like a basement. This is no, it's just the tower was put on top of this. Interesting. But there is no energy coming up from this now. Like empty space. No, it's just there are as numerous spokes would form a wheel, numerous, uh, Sewer lines all kind of come into this area. Maybe they weren't sewers. Maybe there's some sort of underground access or something for uh, mm-hmm. the lay network. But anyway, all that there is is water that kind of goes down these. And from each and every one of them, there's uh, just sort of a little stream that's all sort of dripping down into this endlessly deep hole. And they're all echoing and making all of this noise here. Interesting. There's, so those, so those other connections aren't the one. The things that so all the sound is coming in from that, but there's yes. nothing in here producing sound. Okay. No. Well, the sound is coming from down below as all of the water goes down there and drips. Oh, I see. I see. Cavernous area and it echoes and reverberates up through this large gallery here. I don't know if down is really the wisest. Uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to float slim down, you know, I'm going to have some float down a little bit just to kind of see or perceive if like, you know, there's anything else going on in here. If this literally just like keeps falling and it's just like smooth the whole way down. There are maybe every 40 feet um, sort of uh, ring balcony areas like this that go around. And for at least the first three down, there are other also lines that uh, kind of come in concentrically and have their own sort of sources of water dripping in and down into this hole. Beyond that, though, the hole continues down, down, down endlessly. That's spooky. Um, I don't know if that's where we want to be. Right. I don't know if we want to go further down. I think we want to try to get up and again, see what the hell happened to this tower and see, like, you know, hey, is Vecta here? Does he want to fight? You know, that's kind of our our goal. Going deeper down makes me feel like we're never going to be able to see the surface again. Um, So I'm going to, you know, I guess like half slim come back and then I'll start to just relay what I saw and I guess ask the group, uh, what do you think? Doesn't really seem like that's going to lead us up anywhere. That's for sure. I don't feel confident us like, you know, crawling in whatever these tubes are that lead out there. I mean, we could try to see. I'm not even sure if we would fit or where they go. Wait, where is Slim again? Back with us now. Like I could call oh. her back. I was just oh, okay. like, you know, like I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't just like leave her sitting there. Yeah. You know, um, well, send send Slim down one of these holes. Like 
you mean like up into like one of like the like those little connecting like pipe things? Yeah, let's try these holes out. Oh god. I hate I hate the way that you're saying things. <laughs> let's see which which one of these holes might be good. <laughs> um, Dave, you described where like these like these these like openings where like the water was pouring like you know dripping yeah. out from it's not like pouring it's not, like flowing yeah. heavily no it's, it's not just, like, heavy it's just that there's many of them uh yeah. into a very large downward cavern but they're emptying from up well from all the sides yeah and um right. so all of these we'll assume that they have some sort of negligibly low slope that is making the things drip inward uh-huh I mean, I'm assuming it's going to like how what's like what's like how wide are the are these like you know? every single one of them is completely uniform. It's the same 20 feet high and 20 feet wide as uh, the one you came out of. They're all perfectly uniform and perfectly spaced out at as it turns out. No, so 90, so 30 degrees all around. So four, eight, so like every, like, of them in a circle. OK, I want to cut us back in. Above ground with um, was it Dr. Dudu was uh, digging wasn't a mole. He? Yep, he's a mole. Dr. Dudu is a mole. A humanoid approaches from somewhere to the east. Or the dude kind of digs himself back up after an unsuccessful yeah. uh, dive into the debris. Uh, and does he, he sees this thing walking towards us? Yes. It appears to be a human. Uh, is it a human I recognize? No, no, not anybody you recognize. Um, I don't know. Do you know many, uh, do you know many uh, professor looking dorks? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a um, good chance but... the dude doesn't remember that he knows. Them, yes. So. No, this is a guy, you know, dressed mostly in earth tones, uh, some sort of sensible shoes, brown corduroy pants, you know, a light but probably cream-colored shirt and brown tie and a uh, tweed jacket. He's got a short, dark beard and, you know, hair with kind of a bit of a side part and a little bit of volume to it. Very 70s kind of hairstyle and some, uh, you know, clear-framed glasses. Carrying a few books and a notebook under one arm. Okay. Uh, from the mole... Uh, Pregnard here is. Pregnard, huh? Hide, huh? Hide, hide from what? Um, <clears throat> let me do that again. Hide, hide from what? There's a man coming. <laughs> is he nice? Does he look like a cool guy? Um, the the little tiny mole is scurrying away from Pregnard towards like a corner. Okay. To do more. Uh, Pregnart looks around for somewhere to hide. You manage to scamper, you know, probably behind some debris or something, just as he strolls up to the area. Hmm. I could have sworn there were people here. <laughs> Interesting. Can Pregnart hear him? Yeah, absolutely. Does this voice sound familiar? No. Um, can the do do a religion check? 
Sure. <laughs> to learn what exactly? To see if this guy fits any characteristics. I got a nat one. Tradition. Oh. <laughs> it's God. It's God. <laughs> Capital G. The kindly Christian God. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell because he has a beard. Um, Dudu's still hiding, but he firmly believes that this is potentially uh, a positive, powerful creature who could but maybe save us. But he's not going to act on anything just yet. Okay. What kind of check did you use to do that? A religion check. Karnat's going to go for an arcana check. Wait, what did what did what did man just say? I swore I could have heard something around here. Do I have to do in a religion check or can I do like you can do a, whatever check you feel like justifying. Does he sound arcane? <laughs> well, everything kind of here is potential. All right. That Somewhat. Arcana yeah. check. I think that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't seem especially special. A man in a tweed jacket. How arcane is that? Yeah. I don't know. Corduroy pants. Sensible brown shoes. I mean, no that all sounds like kind of crazy for the time period we're in. But I feel like the in only the place? people that look like that we've probably met at like the most powerful magic school we've been to. So that seems just came from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to go say hi? No. I mean, Pregnart really, <laughs> really does. I mean, it's just kind of in his nature. And so Pregnart calls out in a disguised voice. A disguised <laughs> voice. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> he says, hey, hey, who are you? The man who's come to see what all this commotion is about. Who are you, little friend? Are you a nice guy? I like to tell myself that I am. Okay, good enough for me. Cornet so. <laughs> comes out from hiding. Ah. So trusting. Oh. The man looks in a book, flips through a couple of pages, comes to the next book, flips through a couple, looks in the back of the third one. McGoogle. Yeah, I'm wow. pregnant. After a couple like seconds there, you see a little tiny mole scurry over to, to the character, and then it turns into a chip or a cocra. <laughs> a goose person. Yeah. Yeah. And in- does it honk? I'm imagining it honks yeah. as soon as it poofs into that form. <laughs> yep. McGoogle and then goes back to the second book, flips around. And an Aarakocra. Wow. It's seen either of you in several editions. We've been written out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what is your name? My name isn't super helpful right now. I'm trying to be a little more helpful. 
guess if you want to call me something, you could call me Brian. I'm not sure that really helps here, though. Hey, hello, okay. Brian. Are you willing to help us? Hey. That's such a weird response. <laughs> what is... Okay, oh. can I ask you a more uh, helpful question? What is your whole deal, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right now my deal is that there was a heck of a commotion out this way, and I've come to take a look. You really, you really love the word commotion. Everything is commotion with you. Would you prefer kerfuffle? A situation? An occurrence? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> will you help us? What is it you need help with? We're uh, in a little friends. bit of a quagmire here. <laughs> you might call it a sticky wicket. So, Mr. Arcokra, what help was it you needed again? Uh, our friends, I, I believe they were trapped under this building here. And Dudu kind of like sticks his beak into the dirt a little bit, shuffles it around. The building that have anything to do with the uh, happening that uh, happened here. Uh, w- which one? <laughs> I seem to recall it was a little um, concussive. Explodey? Ah, yes, that that was us. <laughs> oh, your friends as well. Uh, Dudu kind of like shuffles his feet and steps back like a little bit. I should be very interested in finding them indeed. Hmm. Under here somewhere, you say? That was the last I saw. Hmm. Excellent. Thank you. You're most helpful indeed. He kind of turns, walks a little ways to the south. Drops a couple of the books and the papers in his left hand starts streaming down like like, you know how you drop a deck of cards, one card at a time, and they just go right down? It's like that, the papers. Except that way more than a normal amount just keep flowing down. And you now have almost these, like, tendrils of parchment reaching out from underneath as uh, Brian here floats up into the air, maybe a good 20 feet or so. Looking a little more skeletal than he was before. Um, Dudu grabs Pragnart and runs, flies off, and says, ah, I don't know what he was, but ah, was it, it ah, horrible? Yeah, I don't think his name is Brian. I think he just made that up. His name could very well be Brian, but he's horrible. He doesn't look <laughs> like a Brian. <laughs> What do you think Brian's look like after, like, flying <laughs> away? I don't know. His name Brian was, like, 40, 40 lakhs or something. D- uh, Didu looks back at whatever this thing is turning into as they're flying away. Does it look like a Brian? No, it looks, uh, skeletal. Does it look more like a, does it look more like a 40 lakhs? 
No. No, I mean, you know, with the uh, long streamers kind of coming off and uh, the skeletal look and uh, what looks you more like streamers? a crown up on top. Yes, it's um, the pages have uh, sort of almost become Wait. long cloth. Hang coming on. From is he is he riding like a, a blackened bone work tricycle or something like that? No, <laughs> not those kind. Huh? More singular and not pom pommy. OK, got it. Wait, so does he look like a Brian? No, honestly, from uh, this <laughs> angle. Well, I don't know how best to put this, but he looks sort of like a Vecna to you. Hmm. Thanks for telling him exactly where we were. That tricky little bitch. <laughs> Not a Brian. Not a Brian. Well, Oops. then. Time to start digging. I think we just got Vecna. And takes his uh, right hand and sort of swoops it like a claw in front of him, sort of down and up. And that 20 feet down on the ground, just whole chunks of dirt are ripped up and thrown off to the side because he's using some sort of magical force to just throw the dirt and dig. Come out. Come out wherever you are. I'm assuming we notice this is happening above us while we are underground. Um, well, cutting to the underground. Yeah, there's uh, there's a little bit of shaking going on. You can't really hear this guy shouting yet, but uh, you can uh, feel some dust being kicked loose from, uh, I guess, what would be the ceiling above. Uh, something's happening. Everyone. That doesn't sound good. Nope, doesn't doesn't sound great. Whatever it is, I don't think it's called Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I why why would? Never mind. I just thought um, it was important to say. I don't know. I don't know why, but it just came to me. <laughs> That's my. Those are my two cents. That's my observation. Is there any way to get up to the, the ground? Level. Things rumble and shake just a little bit more. Some larger rocks fall from the ceiling. Nothing substantial hits anyone. We need oh, to God. find a way. Larger rocks are falling from the ceiling. I don't really want to be caved in on twice. Same like short span of time. So how about we let's, let's say we get we find a way to get up and away from wherever this is happening. Boris, um, could you use Hector to climb up there and tie us off a rope? I'm up where? The, the, the side wall of the of like the, one of these chutes. Yeah, to go up to well, the ground I can, level. I can climb up there. I can I can climb like a spider right now. It'd be good for both of you to go then, I suppose. Sweet. I'm gonna use this thing while I still have it. Yeah, I could take Hector instead of using my cape. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Paradox could probably even fit on Hector. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming, and then like if we're talking about this, like have we made our way to like towards that center, like that, like that, like old, essentially ley line shaft. 
I mean, I would assume so. It seems like a, yes. it seems like a good uh, set piece for people to be at, or at least near. Yeah, like, sure. Um, I'd like to see. I guess if any of the shoots coming out here do like lead up, right? Like, like in a sort of like direct manner. <laughs> as far as you can see, they lead all out in their various directions. Although I'm certain there's got to be some way up and down. Maybe you can perceive it. I would love to. I would love to attempt to perceive it. And I'm going to make that attempt right now by rolling this d20. Oh. 16. 16. Looks like there's, well, there was a staircase, maybe about a quarter of the way counterclockwise that led up to the next uh, ring above, but it has since been destroyed either through uh, disrepair or some sort of catastrophe befalling the area. What catastrophe could have possibly befallen the area? Yeah, I don't know. Which one? Um, hmm. That's the and that's that's all as far as I can see. It's that as, would be that's as much as you're able to get tell. out of it. Right. Okay. Uh, anyone else see a different way up and out of here before everything falls in on us? Uh, when when we are at the ley line, is there a ground level? Well, like at that the where it's open it's like an open chasm right that's what we're talking about like he said that like a little off like a, like around like the ring of this there's there was a staircase that led up but it's, it's yeah it's all busted up but how, how far are we from the from the ground level um you are maybe about 30 feet below uh what you would presume to be ground level right now yeah, yeah and there's a wall and there's a spider climb and there's a, a wall walking spider crab yeah, but I mean, I think he's saying like the actual way up has like been caved in. Like I, I can walk yeah. up there, but yeah, you can get up there and you guys get creative. Yeah, you can get the rest stairs. of everybody up there. Hell, no, there's ways. Okay, well, I guess I'll climb up to like that collapsed and like broken like sort of stairwell. Like, is there any sort of path that could be like potentially cleared, or is it like? Has it actually been caved in on, like, above us? On this level, instead of the 12 different uh, kind of uh, more sewery sort of paths coming out, um, there appear to be access doors at the northeast, northwest, southwest, and southeast. They just appear to be closed steel doors that go into some sort of stone wall. You know, we've never struggled with doors before, so um, how hard could this be? Uh, I'll, I guess I'll call down like, yeah, we got some doors up here. Uh, when we want to do the rope thing, I got some rope. Let's hit up the let's hit up those doors. Because okay. like, they wouldn't be able to get up here on their own, right? Pretty much Boris and I could probably access this without any further assistance. But like, yeah. everyone else is going to need some way to climb up to us, right? Yeah. Couldn't send well, the crab well, back. Oh, yeah, I you would never even have thought to be like, yeah, just like ta- just taxi everyone up with the crab. Yeah, let's do that. Can the crab carry Jarrell? 
I can just hoist Jarrell up. With your incredible strength, that just makes you weigh twice as much for the crab. Listen, through veil and no, all so things, the crab are can get me up. So not that down. The crab can get me up, then I'll throw a rope down for Jarrell. Yeah, and Jarrell can climb, side. and with assistance from Paradell, it'll be pretty easy. Okay, so I mean, it sounds like we have many, multiple ways to essentially get up here. I think we're we're good. Yeah. That's fine. However, oh, you want to yeah. do it. Oh yeah. All right. Are we up there? We did that. We did it. I'm going to take the executive role and yeah, say I feel it's like done. Pretty... We've done it. We're on the ledge and we're looking at the doors. Simple yeah. task. Yeah. Yeah. DM didn't uh, totally think he could get a bite of something in while uh, you guys were talking it out or anything. How like dare that. you eat? How? First of all, how dare me? Anyway, how how can he eat? Um, in a time right, like so this. I guess we're so you said there's th- uh, four doors, right? You said there was like yeah. there's four different yeah. okay at uh the uh at the um between cardinals so uh, yeah. northwest northeast yada yada right thinking about how we're oriented right or at least like roughly where we came down like no matter what we're going to be heading out from like essentially where the base of the tower is so we just kind of let's just try the doors and see if any of them will just open i i mean it can't be that easy right hmm Tyrell tries opening one of them once he gets up there. Let's go. Right. Let's just. Let's which one? Like, I mean, if, if we're climbing up, what's what? Which one's the closest to us? Let's just start with that one and work our way either clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah, like you're west. The direction. So, yeah. Yeah. So northwest. Let's try. Northwest. Good old Seattle doors. And um, all right. Um, this door is locked. Boris. Okay. I mean. I was gonna say, most doors don't stay locked long. Wait, when when Jarrell is trying the handle of the door, is he like, "Ah, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come <laughs> on"? I don't know why, but sure. <laughs> and then he somebody touches him, baby. Oh, can, you know, can't, can't you see? <laughs> We're still doing the door thing. Morris comes and takes a look at the door. Uh, what's the lock looking like? It's internal to the door, uh, steel door, maybe about two inches thick. Um, it's pretty standard. There's nothing here that's a uh, shock to you. Yeah, okay, I picked the lock. Yeah, almost casually. Thank you, Boris. Uh, all right, let's let's swing her open. What's in here? Yep. The door opens with a... A metal creak, you say? Yes. Rusty Metal Creek. And you appear to have a staircase that goes both up and down. Up. Oh. Up, not well, down. Yes, up, up, good. Up <laughs> means that there's not, like, we want to go ups until there's nothing that can fall down on our heads. Yeah, Jarrell right. marches up. Oh. Yep. And you guys make it up maybe about a flight and a half before uh, you reach a partially collapsed room. Uh, it does have a door on the uh, side that hasn't fallen out in entirely. Okay. Let's try, try that, that one. Yeah. Try to open that door. The door. Well, you know what? Jarrell will look for any structural. Like if it's going to like the doorway is going to collapse if the door opens. 
Is in like yeah we like like, that's like like is this door still supporting this wall essentially? Right. <laughs> Should I Good push call. it open like one way or the open it in towards us? <laughs> I'd say we just you investigate. Know what? I will let the dice decide here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fitting. Jarrell, you grab the doorknob with your right hand. As you twist the knob, the entire wall rumbles and the entire wall, except for the door and door frame, fall out away from you. Oh, but the and door is still, 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 still standing and the door is still standing there. The door is still standing and your hand is on the handle, yes. Yep. Okay, uh, Jarrell. Everything else crumbles around it. Oh Jarrell opens <laughs> the door still. And it just falls over. <laughs> yeah, lets, lets it go and it just falls over. But he like has to turn it so that it seems like, and then drop it pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, you are able to step through the door and even close it behind you. The door frame okay, stands good. solid. That's perfect. Yep. Just the entire wall around through. it has fallen out. Jarrell goes through the door frame. A sickly yellow light shines through the dust that is stirred up as this wall has fallen outwards from the dark room and into the somewhat brightened unnaturally wasteland. Oh, we're up. You hear a voice from somewhere off in the distance a little high a little far but still piercing through the air with a cackle. In all my cycles, I can honestly say I've never seen that before. Cycles. Uh, Jarrell will now use Exalted Champion. <laughs> all right. Talk to Remind me about us Exalted what that Champion. Does again. Um, so, let me get all the details, at least what it's in my eyes here. Um, for one hour, as an action, I gain the following benefits for one hour or until I'm incapacitated. Resisting, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons and my allies within 30 feet of me have advantage on wisdom and death saves. I see. 30 foot range, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All, all, almost all of my auras are 30 foot except for my protection fighting style. Got it. We're not even taking time for banter today. I suppose it's just as well. We've had better banter with more prepared heroes, adventurers, whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, can Jarrell see Vecna yet? Uh, things are starting to clear, and you can see an outline of something in the air, a skeleton with um, what look like four radiant rays of something, some kind of darkness or something that's causing a shadow going both out to the, you know, to the top right, top left, bottom right, and bottom left. Uh, Jarrell will take this time. You're hovering in the middle. I'm sorry. Jarrell will take this time to remove <laughs> the I went to Ool and all I got was this shitty t-shirt shirt. Just toss it on the ground. <laughs> yes. Right. A wind 
dramatic as it was, kind of just sort of blows it away, you know, off to the side. Um, actually, you know, a little banter would be fine. If we could make that banter, uh, let's say, I don't know, about 15 to 30 minutes, uh, that'd be great. Let's just, if we could just start that process right now. Do you consider confronting something like me to be a restful time? Uh, Quite... uh... Droll. Okay, Were you expecting that, more banter, Felix? I don't feel like talking I, to him. I don't know. I figured you wouldn't, Jarrell. Um, hmm. If you had ever been in business, I'd say you were all business. All right. Heroes of. He pauses for a second. Things sort of clear a little bit. You can see almost puzzlement on his skeletal face. He reaches into almost what would be in a pocket in his robes, pulls out what appears to be field notes, opens them up, flips through a few. Tilda. Tilda. Helduria? Is that it? Yeah. Where are you from, Mac? Here's a continent. This is what this realm sends against me as continental heroes. A continental breakfast. It's a it's a big continent. Never suffered such disrespect in any one of my cycles taking it out on all of you. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, uh, listen, for, for heroes of a continent, I mean, think think about it. We made it here. We're the only ones. Bargain basement bullshit is this? Yeah, I'm a geez. baroness. <laughs> Ooh. Great. We've got a 12-year-old Baroness. Hey, I'm 14 now. A hobbit in a midlife crisis, a halfling with the worst kept secret of all time, a cookie-cutter paladin, and the most cliche bard I've ever seen in my life. Oh, damn. Cliche? Excuse me. Oh, Listen, please, as though you couldn't be summed up in three words. Anything that moves. <laughs> <laughs> I am just angry. Vecna, Vecna you understand. Who am I? <laughs> well, you need a I go to all the effort of putting together a third eye to scry on you, and what do I see is nothing but shenanigans. What do I get at the end of this is continental heroes. <laughs> well, we were, you know, just in the market for uh, expanding I our repertoire and updating of myself together from every reality. And I fight continental heroes. 
Well, we weren't looking to add Godslaying to our resume, so um, here we are. Yes, here we are. Playing out to the string, apparently. He, when he made a bard reference. I do not like this man. No, none of us do. That's why we're here. We're here to smite that I guy. Know. Let's get, let's take him down. From like 20 feet above us, um, you just hear, and then there is a sick thud as the partially decomposing remains of one Spank's mind. <laughs> Hits the concrete in front of us. <laughs> oh God, he, pa- he passed Spanks. <laughs> it wasn't a true polymorph. He was going to turn back into himself I, eventually. I. <laughs> Wait, so did Spanks behind his corpse partially digest and then sustain like being compressed inside of the bowl as well? Or what happened? For an hour. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's it. Now I've seen them all. I don't wait, even wait, wait. have it. I'll show you. What, I, I, I guarantee you've never seen this before. Uh, and I'm going to get. Yes. What's the plan here? I'm going <laughs> to cast Dance Macabre on the corpse of Spanx and animate it under my control. Oh, my God. It's like covered in like goo. And it's now yeah, and it's now being held up by like dark magic like strings. He's like a marionette puppet. Hey, and I and I make it just I, I make got... it just like wave to to Vecna. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> this Vecna? This was your worst nightmare. You left this. I'm a big this boy. Was... This thing comes from a world you decided not to torch. And I can think of no better way to torture you than with this. And I keep pointing at like the yeah, the animated corpse of Spanx that seems to be talking somehow. Hey, <laughs> you're hot. Want to get busy? <laughs> Just generally. He, he, there's like drips in the area. Vecna <laughs> lowers to the ground and kind of gets a, like a little closer, maybe about 40 feet out from you. Looks directly at you, Paradell. Paradell? Or Spanx? Oh, is he going to look at Spanx, uh, the last one? I don't know. I don't know. What are you talking who's, about? Who's the, the last? The corpse of Spanx was talking. Okay, is the corpse of Spanx? I thought Paradell had said something in there, too. No, no, no. That was all. all I might have drifted. I might have drifted. Okay. (laughs) It was supposed to sound like, hey. (laughs) I was trying to do like a voice as if he's like undead and Spanx. Yeah. (laughs) And he thinks everybody's hot and he wants to get busy with them. (laughs) I think it's got to be like a very base level of like being able to speak. Because again, it's just like I've just animated a dead body to like under my. Yeah, actually, he looks gurgle, gurgle. Hey, you're hot. You want to get busy? (laughs) (laughs) 
who's going to hurt more. Yeah. No, Vecna looks at you, Felix. So you come at me with the reanimated corpse of the most low rent rent boy of all time? Who you calling a rent boy? (laughs) (laughs) He's literally propositioning Vecna. (laughs) You're hot. (laughs) How many times did Spanx proposition Vecna? At least three. At least three times. And then what happened? At least three. Before the before the cock crowed, I don't know. Um, but um, but here's what I will tell you: those of you who have gone on this long journey with me, my friends, for the last time, roll for initiative. And that's where we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Oh my god, I just got chills when you said that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Twitter for as long as it continues to exist. Also Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're on Facebook. Search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. All those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and greet and hang out with us and, you know, talk about uh, all the D&D and non-D&D things with us in our growing community. Um, one that, incidentally, we would love it if you have come join really love us you could leave us five-star view on the podcast service of your choice at this point you are a discerning podcast listener you know what you like you know what you don't like we think you like us and we think you like a podcast service and then that podcast service you probably leave five-star review and you can let the world know that you like us and we we like hearing about these sorts of things. So we'll look it up. We'll find it. Now, when we do find it, we will read it on air to recognize you as the five-star human that you are. Now, if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. We used to have reward tiers. Now we really only have the $5 reward tier. But let me tell you, folks, that's the place you want to be. Because uh, that's got access to our uh, our outtakes, all of our ancillary episodes are between two episodes episodes the things that happen in the negative space when dave isn't looking and everybody else talks about the really fun weird stuff and then we have dave's two cents yeah where dave is caught up on it at the end with no context to uh kick in on it and it's actually it's it's good it's a formula it works we like it we think you'll like it too and if you subscribe to our patreon that's the sort of uh that's an example of the sort of content that you could receive. And if you like us, right now, you like us. Sally Field and the whole deal. Make a, an overhead projector presentation for how to uh, carve potatoes into the shapes of the uh, celestial objects in the sky like the moon and the sun and Saturn and Pluto and uh, show that to a class of third graders and and hand them the potatoes and have them make their potato solar systems and and then bake them up real nice and uh, yeah, enjoy don't even promote our podcast at the end of that. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. It's doable. That's it's right. For it was free. another food one. Yep. 
I've, it, I've been doing a lot of food ones lately. Yeah. I need to branch out. But see, you don't even have to do it to promote us. It's free. It's oh, gratis. Uh. <gasps> yeah. After punning like that, the only thing I can do, my only available walk-off is to outro my cast. Starting from my left, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Always at my service. Hmm. To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. Where did I put those health potions? To her left, we have Karen Lincolnwoods and occasionally Pregnart, played by Zach. It's pretty impressive that Spanx Mahiney can't even help a situation just by being dead. <laughs> his left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light and also Dr. Dew, played by John. Until next time. And to his left, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. It's time for the final plan. And my name is Dave. I have been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Join us next time as we begin the final combat. Bye-bye now. Bye. Combat. Bye-bye. So long. Bye. Bye. We love you.